I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. In the studio with me is the Communications Manager from the Winterthur Museum, Garden and Library, Liz Farrell. Welcome, Liz. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. It's great having you here today. The uh, Winterthur is such a beautiful place, and this is such a beautiful time of year. Um, uh, I'd love to have us talk a little bit about uh, the, the grounds uh, in the current season, but also to really highlight today the uh, blockbuster exhibit uh, Winterthur has there now through uh, January of 2017, I believe. Yes. Made January. in the Americas, the New World Discovers Asia. Now, what I find exciting about this is that it really puts into perspective uh, the notion of globalization. And, you know, we, we hear so much about being a global society today in 2016, but for the arts, that's not new news. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about that. Yes, and you're exactly right, Paul. Um, this exhibition, uh, Made in the Americas, The New World Discovers Asia, is groundbreaking, um, unprecedented. Uh, you know, we could use a lot of hyperbole here. Um, it is it is considered a seminal exhibition uh, because it, in fact, is presenting uh, you know new scholarship, new research that has actually caused people to go back and look at uh, the history books, the art history books, and say we need to take another look at what we're teaching. Um, as the curator Dennis Carr said, uh, this uh, really looks at and teaches a history that we weren't taught in school. And what it reveals is that there was this vast network of globalism that really began uh, between Asia, the Americas, the colonial Americas, um, and Europe, uh, going back to the 1500s. And many of the objects in this, uh, you know, I'm going to call it an extraordinary exhibition. There are over 80 uh, works uh, at Winnetour. Uh, they've never been publicly uh, displayed before or seen. So there are some very rare, unusual, and really truly magnificent uh, works in this. So I would encourage everyone to come and see it. But, uh, yeah, so basically going back to about the 1500s um, at a time when, if you look at traditional history, we see sort of like the connection between trade with uh, Japan and China and Europe uh, with the Americas, the colonial Americas, sort of not, uh, you know, being in that link, uh, you know, a, a link in that chain. When, in fact, um, what this exhibition uh, reveals in a, in, in a very compelling way is how the colonial Americas were actually more than just uh, sort of, you know, an afterthought. It was a way station. Um, these pieces came in uh, from China. China, uh, from Japan into Mexico City. They were brought up to uh, Santa Fe, what is now Santa Fe, New Mexico, and they, you know, created this uh, global sensation. Um, people were, you know, it was like a craze, uh, the chinoiserie style and the Chinese taste. And so artisans here um, in the Americas began to take local, uh, locally available resources and uh, copy or mimic what was coming in uh, from Asia. And this exhibition explores a lot of those, shows a lot of those, and, and uh, there's an area where we have a demonstration recreation of um, how, say, for example, lacquerware um, was, was, was uh, created here in uh, what's called Japaning, so to really imitate what was done in Japan. 
so it's it's interesting on many levels. Now, Winiter is is world famous as as a center of the decorative arts, yes. but also uh, contains an incredible collection of the fine arts. Now, how does how does this exhibit sort of demonstrate that range of types of artwork? Well, that's a great question. Um, now, the exhibition started. Uh, it came down to Winterthur from the Museum of Fine Arts, Boston, and it was there from April. Uh, about April 18 to about uh, February 15 of 2016, and then it came to Winter Tour. Um, it does, in fact, reflect a, a number uh, or the scope and range of the Winter Tour collection. Uh, more specifically, uh, it does have a number of uh, works from Winotaur in it. Mm-hmm. So we've added to the show that was in Boston. Some of the pieces that were up there were not able to come down to Delaware for various reasons. Some were, you know, in private collections and they didn't want them to travel. Some were deemed too fragile uh, to to make that trip. But um, in fact, this exhibition does a beautiful job of really kind of showcasing. Uh, maybe, you know, sort of like a, a menu look at what Winterthur has. So um, textiles, you know, just these historically rich, uh, beautiful textiles, um, paintings, um, ceramics, furniture, uh, just just a whole range of things. Mm-hmm. So it, it does, in fact, do a wonderful job of that. Now, our collection for the American Decorative Arts is, uh, and we have about 90,000 uh, objects at Winterthur in the, in the Winterthur collection, mm-hmm. um, but they focus more specifically on uh, the year 1640 to about 1860, um, and 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 a number of them go beyond that, but mm-hmm. but that's sort of the the general range. Now, could you speak to you? You talked about it earlier, the sort of the connection between the art and and history. What what kind of research goes into an exhibition like this, either in in the broader scope of the arts or into specific pieces? Well, the curator uh, Dennis Carr who is actually, we call him one of our own. He's a graduate of the Winter Tour program mm-hmm. in American Material Culture. And, uh, in fact, Linda Eaton, who was the Winter Tour uh, project curator for this exhibition, and she is also uh, the John L. and Marjorie P. McGraw, Director of Collections at Winter Tour and our Senior Curator of Textiles. Um, she said, oh, he was, you know, one of the first students that I taught, and so she's so proud of him mm-hmm. that this exhibition is coming to Winter Tour. Uh, but uh, when uh, Dennis, after uh, Dennis left uh, Winterthur, he went to do uh, studies at Yale. And while there, uh, after he completed those, he went to the Museum of Fine Arts Boston. And they opened up in 2010 uh, a new wing that's really dedicated uh, you know, to, to the American arts, American decorative arts, and he oversees that wing, which consists of 53 galleries. Mm-hmm. And so in 2010, when that opened, he convened, uh, you know, a consortium uh, panel of scholars from around the world to really look at, um, you know, the Americas, uh, you know, Latin America, and look at the cultures. He had done a lot of studies at Yale in sort of the Latin study, in Latin culture as well, in addition to the American decorative arts. And out of that grew leads and ideas and um, possibilities to put together what eventually became 
five years later, Made in the Americas, uh, The New World Discovers Asia, which mm-hmm. debuted, of course, in Boston in uh, August of 2015. So he traveled around the world, and uh, he uh, was showing some information the other day to me uh, about the countries he visited. You know, he had on his hiking boots with a local guide, and they were, you know, climbing in the hills of, you know, Mexico and Peru, and really trying to go back to uh, these countries of origin where a number of these pieces from, you know, the colonial Americas, quote-unquote, you know, at that time, uh, where they originated. And so it led him on just this incredible journey and and he said it's 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 just been exhilarating it's been amazing for him so we're delighted that uh, we were able to have it come to winter tour and we're not i don't believe it's going anywhere else after this so mm-hmm. i would strongly encourage people to come in and see it uh, before january 8th so in, in visiting the exhibit what uh, how how does the the visitor uh learn about the pieces, what, what kind of narration or what kind of uh, information is provided with the piece? I mean, how do I learn about the research that, that was done? What we have uh, in the exhibition are these large uh, displays, and, and we call them label copy because what they do is they label uh, the object or the work that people are viewing. And it will provide um, visitors with information um, such as the country of origin, um, if it's on loan from a private collection, uh, a description of it, and just some of the significant information um, about it in general. So, for example, when people walk into the exhibition at Winotour, um, they, uh, first of all, will be uh, greeted by a, a wall to the right where we thank the uh, exhibition uh, sponsors and presenters to whom we are extremely grateful. We thank our uh, exhibition sponsors to whom we are (laughs) extremely grateful and uh, they are DuPont, Glenn Mead, John L. and Marjorie P. McGraw with additional support from M&T Bank and Potter Anderson and Caroon. Now the exhibition is uh, organized by the Museum of Fine Arts Boston. We were involved in putting this together here at Winnetour, our curators were. And so they've been, uh, you know, sort of put a little bit of the Winnetour flourish on it. So when people walk in, they will they will see, you know, sort of the wall of how this all came together. They'll see an introductory uh, frameworking area where it's large text on the wall. That basically, you know, will tell folks uh, what they're going to see. And and we say globalism isn't a new phenomenon, as you mentioned. It began more than 500 years ago uh, when ships carrying explorers and later goods connected the world as never before. And as you go into the exhibition, (coughs) one of the first uh, works that you will see is this um, beautiful uh, screen. It's a six-panel screen. Uh, It's by a Japanese artist who was trained in European-style painting, and it depicts a Spanish king and members of his court. Uh, It's called European King and Members of His Court, and it's from uh, Japan, uh, the Momoyama period of 1601 uh, to 1614. And on the wall, they'll have a, where we have a, a plaque that will describe what is significant um, about this. And just beyond that, which is sort of like a, a showstopper stunner, is this, uh, it's a, also a Japanese chest from the Momoyama period as well. And it's a lacquer chest with inlaid mother of pearl, and it has mounts and handles of gilt 
copper. And the way the light shines on it, it's almost like you feel like you've walked into, uh, you know, a movie set and there's a treasure chest right there. And uh, you're waiting for Harrison Ford to come around the corner at any moment. It's stunning. I mean, there, there's just no other way to describe it. And so there's, there's a plaque there that will describe that for visitors um, as well. Well, I have more to pursue. I want to first remind our listeners that you're tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on uh, News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is a communications manager from Winterthur Museum, Garden and Libraries, Liz Farrell. We're talking about the uh, current exhibition, Made in the Americas, The New World Discovers Asia, and uh, just some fascinating pieces you're explaining and incredible research that's gone into this. From, from the research and from the exhibition i'm i'm intrigued what has historically been or why the fascination with that asian influence what and what does it tell about uh those who took advantage of bringing that i mean is, was that common throughout culture or was it reflective of particular social class tastes or all of the above i would say um it's interesting in that when uh the Portuguese were actually the first to go over to Asia, into Japan in mm-hmm. 1543. Um, but when the materials were brought back, uh, when the goods were brought back, they would have to, you know, make a pit stop over in uh, Mexico City. And so a lot of these goods would be, you know, distributed in, in the local region. They'd be taken, um, you know, usually uh, on foot. People would carry these. And uh, as I said, they would take them into like Santa Fe, New Mexico and other areas uh, where they would take them uh, to get them over uh, into uh, into Europe. But what, because they were so rare and because they were so different and because they were so exquisitely made, I mean, the uh, just the materials that were used in Asia, the precision of the artwork, um, you know, the, the silk, the silk works that came over, the ceramic works, uh, some of the furniture, it was just people were mesmerized by it so it created this fad and really during the um 16th 17th 18th centuries in particular as this chinoiserie uh, fad spread and became a craze really um it was a real symbol of your wealth and worldliness to display anything that was of a you know chinoiserie um, Mm -hmm. of style Now, so how, how does this exhibit then fit in the broader scope of, of Winterthur and Henry Francis DuPont's mission for, this, for the museum? Well, Winterthur is first and foremost an educational institution. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, we have, of course, two graduate programs, one of which uh, Dennis Carr uh, graduated from. That was begun in 1952, uh, Graduate Program in American Material Culture. And then we have a second one that was begun in 1974, uh, which we also operate with the University, University of Delaware, the Winterthur University of Delaware Program in Art Conservation. So... You know, really, you know, looking to history, preserving items, uh, presenting them to the public, educating uh, people is what we're all about. And uh, because of the nature of of this exhibition, uh, the works that are in it, a number of the works that are featured are, of course, from the Winotour collection. It dovetails with and, and, and helps us to tell our story in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I I mentioned earlier on about the the time of year, and I would love to take a little bit of time for you to talk about Winterthur at this time of year. Uh, 
and uh, how this exhibit fits in not only as as you did to the the the, the winter as as an institution, but uh, some upcoming programs to give our listeners a sort of an idea of the types of programming that you do over time, as well as what the grounds have to offer, uh, both now and over time. Yes. Well, this is a beautiful time of year to come to Winter Tour, and we're going into just uh, the most sort of majestic colors uh, that will bloom, uh, you know, in the next coming months, uh, April, May, June, and really throughout the summer as uh, the azaleas and azalea woods come into bloom. Uh, Winter Tour is a 1,000-acre estate, and we have a 60-acre naturalistic garden. And naturalistic basically means just what it sounds like. It's not a garden where things are in potted plants or shaped into squares. It was planted to make it look as though every plant that uh, appeared, you know, grew there naturally. Uh, There were over 5,000 different, you know, varieties uh, of plants. But right now in bloom, as you come into the property off of Route 52, you will just see hills and hills dotted with these beautiful beautiful yellow cheery daffodils mm-hmm. and even in this cold weather they uh you know they're very hardy they've been uh just you know being able to uh, withstand the cold and they are just just lovely so on april 16 we're going to have our annual daffodil day mm-hmm. this is very popular with uh, children and families mm-hmm. uh, they have a lot of children's crafts uh you know entertainment games those types of things and tours throughout the day so so that is uh, really the first thing coming up as i mentioned um the azalea will be blooming uh, soon in Azalea Woods uh, and elsewhere on the property. And those colors are absolutely just uh, spectacular. Um, Every Wednesday in the garden, we are hosting uh, garden walks. And those are... um, at 11.30 a.m. in April and May, and then at 1 p.m. on the second Saturdays of April and May. And so different themes are featured um, each week, and it's led by someone from the horticulture department. So you have a lot of fun, you get some exercise, you're in a pretty environment, uh, and you learn something too. So it's a, it's just a win-win-win all the way around. Um, then next up uh, for programming, we have our Peonies and Primroses Day. Um, and that's on May 15. That will also feature tours of the garden, uh, our peonies, our primroses, and a lecture by uh, Paul Meyer, who will be joining us from the Morse Arboretum <coughs> of the uh, University of Pennsylvania. And uh, just what also coming up early May, I want to know we have sort of a, a dynamic duo weekend coming up here. On uh, May 7, we're going to have the Azaleas and Bluebells Day. And that will feature guided and self-guided tours all day long uh, of Azalea Woods. We'll also have plant sales that day, as we will on May 15. Now, on uh, Sunday, May 8, that's also Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. That's our 38th annual Point to Point. And you'll yep. notice I have my Point to Point pin yes, on here. Yes, you do. Um, that's such a great regional event. Um, you know, we say it's our answer to the Kentucky Derby. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just growing and growing. I mean, I think we had, you know, nearly 15,000 people last year, but spread out over, you know, just this huge expanse of land um, with the uh, steeplechase races and, you know, bring a picnic basket or, you know, get a tailgate spot, invite some family members or some friends um, or just, you know, a special someone or come by yourself and walk around. It's just a wonderful day. Mm -hmm. And uh, gates open to the general public at 1130 and close at 4 that day. So that's going to be just a wonderful day. And because it is Mother's Day, we are doing some special things for for moms and we're going to have a family brunch tent uh, where 
where you can bring mom in to have a spectacular gourmet delicious brunch mm-hmm. and enjoy the outdoors and uh, put you know girls and women put your hats on and dress up and guys you know get a little more dressed up maybe a suit jacket or not you can wear you know whatever you whatever you might wish but it is it is a fun day and people like to get dressed and uh dressed up and just kind of walk around and and watch the races that's wonderful just a a great series of events and activities both indoor and outdoor could you speak we have two minutes left could you speak a little bit about some of the regular tours because i know there's some different tours throughout the house are there not there are we have a variety of tours uh in the house and uh with general admission uh you get our uh general house tour and that lasts about 45 minutes or so um general admission also allows you to go on the garden tram and those admission passes are good for two consecutive days um before we move on i do want to just mention that we've started uh wednesdays at winter tour and it's a special programming prong to really complement the made in the americas exhibition mm, okay so great. on wednesday evenings we have live entertainment we have wine tastings last night uh greenville winery was there uh we had just a spectacular uh band there last night uh los nostros and i'll tell you people had really a lot of fun so wednesday evenings please come over to winter tour and on april 20th we're going to have pay what you wish so if you want to pay a dollar or ten dollars or whatever you want to pay mm-hmm. and we'll have entertainment uh, then as well april 20 and may 18 also pays you wish but yes yeah, so house tours all included in your general admission pass mm-hmm. oh that's wonderful and and you do often you offer uh, season passes as well as individual uh, day visits is that right well or, we have mem- annu- memberships. memberships memberships right. yes and uh right. memberships are very uh well they're super value oriented and and, and value packed i'm going to say because you get so much for your money. Um, you know, they're under $100, varying prices, discounts for seniors, right. discounts for children, right. discounts for uh, students, and uh, you really have access to when it's for all year long. Right. You, you know, even when we close to the public January and February, our members can still come in. Uh, yeah, so just a, a, a lot going on for, for our members, and the regular admission passes are two-day. Well, I, I think the programming that Winter has been doing has, has really been fascinating from, from your blockbuster exhibit last year of the Downton Abbey. Yes, wasn't that uh, incredible? Exhibit, which was fascinating, to to now Made in the Americas, the New World Discovers Asia, to really accentuate the the global influence of of the arts uh, that that long precedes any economic or political, you know, all the language that we're hearing today about, you know, globalization. The arts have been doing that for centuries, and this is a great opportunity to see that uh, at Winterthur. Liz, it's been a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.